Yo, yo, what's up, my people? B Things back with y'all for another episode of the All Things Bengals podcast. Post game episode. Fuck the Steelers episode. Fuck the Steelers every single episode. This could be called Fuck the Steelers podcast for all I care about. Look, off top, I'm going to let y'all know I'm driving right now. Uh, got a crazy busy day, but I always create time for the Bengals shit, for the Bengals content. So forgive me if it may sound, you know, a little bumpy, a little bit worse than usual. Um, just trying to provide all the value I can to you guys with the limited time I got. So um, look, this is such a fucking huge win. No, not because of the quality of opponent. It is the opponent, but not because of the quality. It's that for multiple reasons. Off top, this is one of the easiest teams that we were facing that we're going to face for the rest of the year. God forbid any unforeseen circumstances to the opponents that we play. You hope that the opponents that we play in the future stay healthy because anything can happen in the landscape of the opponents we play can change but as of now this is the easiest team that we had left on our schedule we were 0 and 3 in the division you could not have afforded to go 0 and 4 in this fucking division with the landscape it's in with the cupcake schedule that the ravens have to finish the year you cannot afford to slip up anymore especially to an inferior team you were on the road in Pittsburgh, coming off the embarrassing week one loss, absolute embarrassment, the cockiness that the Steelers held, the belittlement that they still hold upon this Bengals team, this franchise, um, is something that we wanted to fucking punch them in the mouth with, to show them, hey, you motherfuckers aren't going to let this shit ain't going to slide no more, you're the little brother now, you're the little bitch now been bitched up for many years from him, but not anymore. So getting that win on the road in 20 degree weather with Jamar out, with Joe Mixon out for most of the game. Steelers fans thought they had a shot. Steelers thought they had a shot. They had, uh, efficiency wise, the worst offense in football, even worse than the Broncos. Unfortunately, it did not look like that for a majority of the game, and I'll get into that X's and O's in a bit. But it did not look like that. It was a huge win, man, to really put a stamp on it that, hey, we are here, not just for the AFC North and to win some division games and take the division, but to take this fucking conference and host the AFC in the Super Bowl again and come out with the fucking dub to hoist a fucking Lombardi. This is a big step towards that. TJ Bumass Watt. He didn't do shit yesterday, except get that miraculous pick. And hey, kudos to him. That was a phenomenal fucking play. Phenomenal play. All of us know who watched that game um, knows that those two picks that occurred, those were not Joe Burrow. Those weren't Joe Burrow's fault. That was just a phenomenal play by Steelers players. There's nothing to say about it. That's how they've won games for fucking 60, 75 years. From just phenomenal defensive, standoutish defensive plays. Got to credit them for it. But 
that's a lot of the reasons why this win was so massive, man. You moved to six and four, exactly where you were last year. You're on more momentum than you were last year. Heading into the bye, you were coming off two embarrassing losses in, the, in a row. Two of the most embarrassing losses of the year in a row. Trying to develop and morph yourself into something that you have not been for a long time. Like, you're a team that was loathing in mediocrity. Joe Burrow coming off the injury. Is this for real? Da-da-da-da-da. They overcame that. Well, let me tell you something. They've averaged 40 points the last two games without their, without the best receiver in football in Jamar Chase. Our running backs have scored eight touchdowns combined in the last two weeks. It's incredible. Four receiving, four rushing. Um, look, man, Joe Burrow's... To me, it's Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes at the top of this league, man. There's just, there's no one like Joe Burrow in this league. There's no one like him, and there's no one like Patrick Mahomes. No one. Josh Allen's a tier below them. Josh Allen's a tier below them. Um, Joe Burrow's the most lethal quarterback in the league, mentality-wise, um, EQ-wise. It's just unparalleled to anything else in this league. Um, so that's a big reason why it's such a massive win. Um, you know, some of the stars of the game, obviously Joe going 25 for 39 or 24 for 39, 15 incompletions. That's a lot more for Joe than usual. So, hey man, kudos to the Steelers. They made some plays happen for Joe to get 14 incompletions. That don't happen that much. That does not happen that much. Uh, I don't know what that completion percentage is, but I think that's like probably six, lower 60s maybe. I don't know. But 355, four TDs, and obviously those two fluke picks. Shoulda, coulda, woulda. Context behind every pick. We all know it. But the context behind these picks are obvious and completely valid. Uh, phenomenal game. I think one of his best games he's ever played. In the hostile environment. I've already talked about it. Um, so, of course, he's a star of the game. Samaje, holy dog shit, having the game of his life in his NFL career, 82 total yards, 52 receiving, 30 rushing, three tutties. Those, that fucking screen game work was incredible. TT, T is insane. I already posted the uh, stats earlier. It was the quietest 150 day I, I have ever seen from a receiver. Um, even more insane is that the dude put him up in 15 fucking minutes of football. I, I still struggle to comprehend that. Like, I, I still struggle to comprehend it. I have never seen a receiver put up that many yards in 15 minutes other than Tyreek Hill a couple years ago versus the Bucks. I have not fucking seen it since then. It was low-key. It was awesome. It was like 34 yards, 31 yards, 24 yards, 25 yards, 29 yards, 19 and it, it was like back to back to back to back to back. It was incredible. He had like 70 yards on one drive. It was amazing. So talk about a star of the fucking game. Mr. Service over right there. I haven't let that shit go. Stay for that from a bum-ass Stewart's fan telling me that he was serviceable. He was okay. Had to show him uh, fucking T. Higgins stats in the last 17 games. Yeah, that 1,500 looks pretty, don't it? That ain't no serviceable dude right there. That's top three numbers in the league right there. That's some of the best numbers in the league right there. <clears throat> Trent Irwin. Trent Erhim. 
Amazing fucking night, man. Incredible. Three receptions, 42 yards, one tutty. Getting in there, working off after that fucking comeback route, showing some of that speed, getting upfield to really uh, put a stamp on one of our last drives, you know, to uh, seal the game. So glad to see Trent Irwin getting involved and making plays and being confident with making plays. Um, I guess that is some news. I'll hit real quickly, not to get too sidetracked, but it's prevalent with Trent Irwin's production because at a handful of weeks ago, the Bengals offense would have been stupid in giving that production or tried to give it to Mike Thomas, who's now cut. Rightfully so. He's not good. Y'all know how I feel about Mike Thomas. I'm sure he's a phenomenal man, but as a wide receiver, he is fucking terrible. So I'm glad he's no longer going to be a part of this offense. He's going to be practice squad strictly. I'm sure he's going to come back. Maybe not. We don't know. But all that I know is that this team fucking loves Trent Irwin. We feed off him. We do. Jermaine Pratt had a phenomenal game last night. Fucking nuclear. Dude was a beast. Holy shit. 91.2 PFF grade. That's completely congruent with how he was playing on the field. He was firing through gaps. He was so confident in space. He knew the plays before the play started. He's getting fucking antsy on the line, but staying confident, not over jumping. I mean, he was the type of linebacker that was coming up, being bullish at the line of scrimmage, bursting through the gap right past the guards as soon as the play fucking started, getting a TFL, getting that work in the backfield, getting that work on those shallow plays where they do the dump-offs as Kenny Dump-Off was doing all night. It was great. Jermaine was playing lights-out football for the best linebacker group in football. And the edges were getting home towards the end of the game. It was fucking massive. Um... Look, man, it's a huge uh, dichotomy with this pass rush. Is it good enough in the macro? No, it's not good enough. For with us wanting to be a Super Bowl team, it's not good enough. We have not been getting enough sacks from Sam and Trey this year, but we have been getting pressure. and has been affecting plays. So it is affecting plays. But with our, with our all-pro caliber cornerback being out now and our number one corner being Eli Apple, which it has been well since he's been in, since he's had to take over these past two games against quality receivers, by the way. No fucking slouches we've gone against the past two games. And DJ Moore, LaVisca Chenault, Terrence Marshall, George Pickens, and Deontay Johnson. Those ain't no fucking slouches now. Those are all top 30, top 40 talents, including the probably top 10. And you know what I mean, quality guys. But... That means our edge rush has to get home more. We're, we're running bases, but we're not getting home. Look, the dichotomy is Sam Hubbard is seventh in the league in pressures, probably higher now with how many he had last night. Trey Hendrickson is third or fifth, I think. And they are the um, highest pressure rate they have the highest pressure rate of any duo in the league but they only have damn it, i wish i had the numbers in front of me i'm sorry like eight nine sacks maybe 10 now because they got like three or four last night nine sacks bro that's not enough and our interior pass rush was not strong last night it's not strong enough bj is not stepping up like we hoping he was this year is he being solid Absolutely. 
he's being solid. Every guy is solid and high quality on our defensive line. They're just not getting home. They're winning reps. They're not winning them fast enough and popping off enough to get the quarterback down. You need that when you are going against quality receiver after quality receiver after quality receiver coming up towards the end of this fucking year. Yes, you play bum-ass guys like the Ravens and the Browns um, and the Titans um, and, and the Chiefs. So actually, we, we are kind of lucky. We're not playing many star receivers, actually, like I thought. Um, the Bucks definitely got dudes, but our edge needs to get home. But to bring it back with this game, because we're celebrating this game, not focusing too much on the future right now, they finished the game off. It was massive. So you finish the game off. Um, and one of the last things, Mixon was really good when he was in the game early. I mean, dude had like 42 reception yards after like the first fucking drive, it felt like. I think it was the first couple drives. Um, I mean, I think he had a quick 65 yards after the first quarter. So he was producing pretty damn well. Made that really nice catch on that fucking 10-yard slant. Had nice yak. Working around the fucking safeties in the middle of the field. It was really nice to see. Um, then, uh, that, that's pretty much most of the things that I have from the stars of the game. Um, obviously, 37 points is massive on the, on the road. And I'm against a quality defense, a great front four. Our O-line stepped the fuck up. They weren't phenomenal last night. But they were damn good enough when you're going against T.J. Watt, Larry Ogunjobi, Alex Highsmith, and a first ballot Hall of Famer in Cam Hayward. And so is T.J. Watt going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. So when you're going against two, two first ballot Hall of Famers, like two dudes that when year five hits after they retire, their name's going to be called and they're going to be donning the gold jacket with their fucking um, headstone being placed in Canton, you got to hold your own. Good luck. And they did. Um, man, they're fucking dirty. We hate them. We hate them all. They were dirty as fuck last night. They were bringing that energy. They were bringing extra energy. I am not one to bitch about refs a lot. Because my perspective is play better, play so good enough that the refs impact does not matter. Um, but the refs were really suspect yesterday. Um, it is what it is, man. It's in Pittsburgh. Shit's weird. Against Pittsburgh. That's why I fucking hate them. 4-1 against them in the last five games. Zach Taylor definitely has her number lately. Um, just a great win, man. A, a couple little things that I will uh, poke at, though, that I think we can definitely build on is I did not like how much we abandoned the run. Yes, I definitely think that with how the game was going, first off, the Steelers' run defense is way better this year. Last year was kind of like... Um. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, I don't want to say fluky, but it was a really odd year for them to struggle in run defense. Um, because they have really quality defensive line play. That's how it is again this year. But I thought it was really important to try to get the run game going. We tried too early; it didn't work well. We had little success. Like we had a few fours, a couple fives, like a couple of twos, threes. Some ones, but it was working enough. So 
I would have loved to see 33, 34 passes from Joe in six to eight, nine more runs. But, man, it got the job done. Joe was cooking them bum-ass boys up because those corners sucked, man. The corners sucked. We were getting enough fucking quality blocking up front. Another thing that sketched me out a bit, but it worked enough, was Zach Taylor left Jonah and Lael on islands almost the entire fucking night against uh, a really good talent in Alex Highsmith and the defensive player of the fucking year. And TJ Watt? And Lael has one of his best games of the year? Allowed only three pressures? If I, I don't think a single sack? Pancakes on pancakes? According to Next Gen Stats, the defensive end, the defensive front, um, the player who was furthest away from Joe Burrow was TJ Watt at an average of 4.48 yards was the furthest away from Joe. What does that tell me? Now, not to completely skew that and say it was all the L that dominated, but enough that even though, yes, TJ does line up pretty fucking wide a majority of the plays because he likes getting that leverage. He likes having more speed getting um, coming into contact with the linemen. And also, a nuance of his game that we got to see infamously yesterday is he knew how quick Joe was getting the ball out. So what he would do is when he knows he's not going to get there because Joe won't let him get to him, he's going to throw it early. So a high IQ play is to put your fucking hands up. Make a play on the ball then. If you can't make a play on the quarterback, make a play on the ball. So that's probably another reason why he was a bit further the way, further away. So the next-gen stats may seem skewed all towards, wow, LaL completely dominated TJ. Not necessarily. Not completely. But he did really fucking well against him. Really fucking well. Lael was talking his shit too after the game. He's like, man, that boy was crying. He's like, he knew he knew it was up when he had to see me again. Look, Lael is, I think Lael is reaching his peak of where he's going to be at this point in his career. Lael is never going to be Cowboys premier Lael, a top three right tackle. But right now, he is really coming up to playing top 10 top 12 right tackle play anymore and it's great to see it's exactly what the fuck we needed from him and it's great he's been super healthy it's phenomenal so love to see a cordell played a very good game yesterday ted harris played a a decent game yesterday um alex kappa played a damn good game yesterday not perfect and jonah played a really good fucking game I loved to see it from Jonah. I'm so glad that he came out and played great. It's exactly what I want to see. I don't want to be ripping on the dude. No one does. I really, really, really like Jonah. And I really want him to be a cornerstone piece of this offense for the next 10 years. And with performances like he had against a formidable opponent, of an opponent that gave him the most trouble of almost any player not named Miles Garrett in his career... Inf- like an infamous performance from week one and you come back to play like that that's what the fuck we need that was incredible so good from jonah good from the o-line joe burrows fucking ripped him up because of it he ripped the d up because of that o-line blocking it was awesome
all right, we're six and four and we're heating up. What now? The schedule does not get any easier. You got a high-end quality Mike Rabel-led defense that I think um, I'm going to touch on this really quickly because um, don't want to you know step too far into it today as this really post-game celebration episode. I could see that game going a lot like last year in the playoffs. No, minus all the sacks. They are going to get some sacks, but that is not the same defensive line because of injuries. Names-wise, yes, those guys are still on the roster, but they're injured. Um, <clears throat> but it's going to be a mauling game, bro. High-end defense and the Titans. Um, Chiefs game is going to be so fucking fun. Holy fuck. And you got the Browns. And you got the Patriots. And you got the Bills. And you got the fucking Ravens. It's about to be a motherfucking movie. About to be a movie. Look, we're the best team in the NFL. We're the best team in the NFL. And we have some stats to prove it. Look, for anybody that doesn't know, EPA is expected points added. It is one of the most accurate assessments of how a team is performing play by play, which is expected points added is in the situation you are in, what is your ex- what is your expectancy of scoring? In the situation you're in. The Bengals ranked first overall. Their defense is ranked sixth. Or sorry, fifth. Per DVOA. Which is another really accurate assessment of how a how a team is producing play by play by play. DVOA, defensively they're sixth. EPA, defensively they're fifth in the league. EPA, offensively they're first in football. So overall... Since week three, they have been the number one ranked team in the NFL. The most efficient team in football. The most effective team in football. Each passing play, how are you producing? They are number fucking one. Ain't it obvious? Look at what the fuck we've done to teams, bro. There has not been a single team in this league that has dominated as much as we have this year. Except a team that would be up there is the Bills. No one else has. No one else has except us and the Bills. But the defense has been more consistent than the fucking Bills. And it shows per these metrics of EPA and DVOA and multiple other ones. So to go into some of the metrics, because I've been spitting a lot of metrics lately. Big data guy. Big data guy, especially to back up what our eyes see. So, as I already mentioned, overall EPA, offense and defense, we've been number one since week three. Since week three. So heading into nine weeks now. EPA per play, offensively, as I already said, first. DVOA per play, uh, we are also first on offense. So DVOA and EPA, some of the most accurate measurements of consistent success, we are first in both categories. Pass the eye test, too. Um. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Third in DVOA. Third in DVOA. First in EPA. Drive scoring percentage. First. Points per drive. First at 3.2. That is crazy. Half a touchdown per drive. That is fucking crazy. 
Defense, already said it, EPA 5th, 6th DVOA per play. That is with losing an all-pro corner and dealing with, let me see, three all-pro caliber talents out throughout this season you've been managing. You've had to manage with the loss of Mike Hilton for some games, Cheeto for some games, and DJ Reader for a handful of games. And you still are 5th and 6th in some of the most accurate measurements. It's phenomenal. This team is great. I have not been fucking bluffing when I said this was the second best roster in football. I now would say it's third because the Eagles have just acquired so much fucking talent and the Bills are the Bills. But we have number nine. The Eagles do not have number nine. They don't have them. They don't got it. They don't got that dude. Yeah, Jalen Hurts is nice, but he ain't no Joe Burrow. Look. I've already ran down a ton of the Joe Burrow stats from a few days ago. The biggest thing is that these stats support the eye test. This isn't some big discrepancy of, oh, wow, I never thought it'd be that. No, it makes all the sense of the world that this is it. We are the best fucking team in football. Because we are led by fucking number nine. Jamar isn't even back yet. Oh, shit, that adds even more to the hype. Four all-pro caliber players. As I mentioned a moment ago on defense, we were losing three. Well, fucking offense. I can even go five. T. Higgins looks like it at times, bro. Put up that light 150 in 15 minutes. What the fuck? We're still where the fuck we are. Guys, we're an incredible team. Yes, we're six and four. No, you have to understand this. I'm not going to be lopsided to say all because we're the number one team in the league. Per EPA and DVOA, consistency-wise, does not mean we can't lose. Absolutely we can. It's any given Sunday in this league. We have been humbled. We've been forced to know that and to learn that from experience. We have wisdom now with it because we experienced it. So, we have to continue to perform as such. Jamar's going to be coming back this week. It's it's nothing um, mentioned as of yet, but he will be back. Jamar's fucking back. This team is fucking back. Joe Burrow's Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes are the best quarterbacks in football. It really has been that, bro. It has really fucking been that. Look, let's celebrate this fucking victory, man. It was massive. Fuck the Steelers. Fuck everything about the Steelers. Fuck the players. Fuck the fans. Except I love a lot of the fans. And I respect the players as humans, but fuck them. I don't fucking give a fuck. Look. We're six and four, baby. We're one and three. We're one and three in the division. It sounds ugly, but damn it, it was better than what it was a few days ago. Let's carry this momentum. Let's fucking get it. Appreciate you all for listening to another episode of the All Things Bengals podcast post game hype video. Gonna lean in, uh, lead into Wednesday. Gonna go through the landscape of this Titans team. Friday, gonna go through some X's and O's and uh, pre game hype with my homie Bengals Drake again. Um, so stay tuned, guys. Lots of more hype content coming. Lots of more hype stats. Um, and we're going to be fucking rolling. Let's get it. Appreciate y'all. Who day? Peace.